This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out. Sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. Hello, welcome back to the Love Your Mom Life podcast. You are in for a major treat with today's guests. That's right. We have two guests today and I cannot wait to introduce them to you. Before we dive in, don't forget to click on the subscribe or following button for this podcast. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, be sure to do that. You can find me at Nikki Odin. And of course, remember that you can show your support for this podcast by clicking on the buy me a coffee link in the show notes. And with all that said, let's dive in. Shana Firm and Tracy T are creators of the Pump and Dump Show, a much needed mom's night out event that started in a bar as a creative outlet and quickly grew to a nationally touring production, written, produced, and starring the pair. Shana and Tracy toured for five years before replicating the show to star additional casts of new moms and co-founding their umbrella brand, Band of Mothers Media. Shayna started her acting career at the theater school at DePaul University in Chicago and then spent 11 years in New York City doing film and theater and producing and performing music, stand-up, and sketch comedy. After having a baby in the Big Apple and immediately becoming pregnant with her second child, whoops, she and her family moved to her hometown of Denver, Colorado. Weeks after baby number two was born and always in search of a creative project, she and her lifelong friend Tracy launched the show and the rest is history. Tracy T. double majored in theater and English at Hillsdale College and quickly moved to Los Angeles where she worked as an actor, trained in improv comedy with the Groundlings, and used her comedic flair as a freelance writer and purveyor of art and handmade goods in L.A.'s burgeoning art scene. After seven years in L.A., Tracy and her husband moved back to her native home of Denver, Colorado to start a family. She lives with her husband of 19 years, their 10-year-old daughter, and recently made the happy mistake of adopting a third dog. Thanks, COVID. Today, Tracy and Shana continue their mission to support and validate motherhood through their new binge-worthy weekly variety-style Band of Mothers podcast, co-produced with Warner Brothers Entertainment, that's sure to make you laugh your C-section scar open. Check them out on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And now I am so excited to welcome Shana and Tracy to the show. Oh my goodness. Hello. Thank you. That was quite an introduction. <laughs> I forgot all that stuff about, about us. <laughs> <laughs> I love your story. I love your friendship. I love everything that you guys have created. And I'm just dying to know what that's been, this journey has been like for you. I mean, having 
created so many amazing things. I mean, a nationwide tour and then having little kids to boot. Like, what did that look like for you guys? <laughs> it looked like a lot of airport food, um, <laughs> a lot of sharing beds and hotel rooms and exhaustion for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been quite a journey, especially because right in the middle of that is COVID, which changed yeah. so much for so many people um, and changed a lot for our business too. So I don't even know where to start, Trace. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the funny thing is that we we were growing multiple babies, right? Like we had babies, mm-hmm. real human babies at home that we were raising. And then we had this baby of our show and then, um, a brand and, um, and we kind of did it together because we spent so much time together on the road. Um, and just during those crucial years when our kids were so small. So we were figuring out motherhood as quickly as we were trying to figure out this business that just was sort of organically growing and growing. And then, yeah, it was not, you know, it was, it was such a beautiful time to be able to travel and uh, just like share so many experiences with hundreds and hundreds and thousands of moms all over the country and laugh and really feel like we were able to bring people together in a meaningful way and remind moms that they're not alone. And once we figured out that was our mission, it made it pretty easy to wake up at 3am and, drive to the airport. Um, it was a real, it was a real honor and a real gift. Well, I love that you talk about like finding that mission. I think a lot of moms have a mission or they have a gift and they just don't know how to go about going after it and, and bringing it out and manifesting it, creating something real. And I just think it's so important for other moms who are sitting there like wanting to write a book or maybe a play or, you know, a, a screenplay, whatever it is. And, and tell them like, you can do it. And this is how we did it. So like, what, what was the first, like, how did you even come to like calling or reaching out to the bar? Like, Hey, do you want to have us come over and stand up on the stage and make moms laugh? Like, what did that, <laughs> what was that process like? Um, it sounds so cliche, but so much of it was just very organic. Um, in many ways, first of all, I had just moved to Denver. Tracy come just before me and we just had babies and, I had always been producing stuff and there would just happen to be this neighborhood bar with a stage and I knew the owner. So that was just mm-hmm. kind of like a crazy Shana brain going, oh, what am I doing next? What am I going to do next? You know? <laughs> and so, you know, Tracy and I came up with this idea that, that moms needed a night out. This is again, this is not almost 10 years ago. So there was a lot of, you know, they called them listservs at the time. Now they're probably just more like Facebook groups. <laughs> but, um, you know, there was so much worry and stress and we felt it too because we were brand new moms. And so we just wanted everyone to have a break, including ourselves. So it was kind of like a culmination of this would be fun. And I know this guy who owns this bar, right? Um, and it quickly evolved. Like it's funny because you were like, what a great mission. We never set out to do what Band of Mothers Media does. Like, we were so in the weeds ourselves with tiny kids. Yeah. Um, we literally set out to just give everyone a break for an hour, including us, including ourselves. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And and let me tell you, that's still a thing 10 years later. We all still need a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. exactly. Well, and then things were becoming very digital. So we used to say... It, it was so interesting that we were such a lo-fi thing in such a high-fi world because, and we embraced that probably to our demise because like the world went online, right? And now you can see funny mom memes every two seconds. But at the time, it was, um, it was this really unique, cool thing to bring moms together and all celebrate these things that we have in common, whether you've never even tried a cloth diaper in your life or you ate your placenta, no matter what kind of mom you are, <laughs> right. we could all gather in the same space and laugh about these things that we had in common. And that's kind of our, that was our baseline. And then it just kind of grew. And like Tracy said, looking back, we're so grateful because it really became something that fed our souls and mm-hmm. we fed other mom souls. And there was just so much high fives and ass slaps and <laughs> hugs and stories and um, it was, it was a, those were the glory days, right? Um, while at the same time preparing all of the meals, all of the clothes, yeah. who's going to pick up from daycare, who, you know, helping our husbands navigate us being gone every single week for a couple days, we would fly out, we'd fly right back in, um, to be able to pick our kids up from school. So, it's it was kind of like a dream, like a like a blip in time <laughs> that lasted like five years before Tracy finally had the vision to say, if we want to continue this mission, if we want to continue being a voice for women and for moms, then we need to be bigger than getting on this Southwest Airlines flight every week. And so we um, created an opportunity for it to grow. Um, and then COVID crushed a lot of the live event stuff, but right. made us, to use another cliche word, pivot into yeah. using our creativity in a different way. So it's really been a very organic journey. We never set out to, um, especially when we started, we didn't know it would be our jobs. And then we certainly didn't didn't set out to like, you know, cast other moms as us and... <laughs> Yeah, no, that's I mean, all it's the amazing. That happen. I think and, that it's just go go ahead, Tracy. Well, I was just going to say, you know, to answer your question directly, like moms who are thinking about writing the book or doing the thing, mm. and how do they, um, you know, I think an advantage we had was zero expectations at the time. <laughs> like we had no expectations. And I think another advantage we had was a partnership where there was at least a little bit of confidence because you're doing it with someone else. Right. But, and I understand that just, you know, getting up on stage alone or embarking on something alone is just such a much more vulnerable place. Like you don't have anyone to commiserate with. You don't have anyone to tell you that this is okay. But back to the expectation thing, and I think this is something to be perfectly transparent that we're struggling with right now is when you realize you're, what you're capable of doing or you realize or you achieve a degree of success, the next thing feels very ominous because you already have expectations. And you know, to anyone who's listening that has a creative pursuit or something that's like nigging at their heart like that they want to do, set aside illusions of grandeur or likes or followers or any or money and just do the, the thing and let that, let that carry you because that's, we just finally just went up on stage <laughs> and, you know, those first few shows were awkward and 
I would love to, you know, see what they were actually like. But the truth is, is they were just from the heart and we had a great freaking time doing it. And that's what propelled us. And we just kept, you know, we just kept having fun. And, um, and that's, you know, I think that's part of the name of the game is just, you know, doing it without expectation. I love that. And I think it's so true. It's like, let go of the result just enjoy the process. And you guys went into it to have fun and you let yourselves have fun versus putting all that pressure on yourselves. What if this happens? What if they laugh at us, et cetera, et cetera. It's not for them. It was for you too, right? Mm -hmm. It was to to express that. And then it's, it's like that old adage, like when you help other people get what they want, you get what you want. Have you ever heard that? That's what it sounds like to me. Like by having this sort of cathartic experience that you needed, you helped so many other moms who were like, yeah, that totally has happened to me too. And yes, I've totally done that. And that's hilarious. And we can all kind of join in together and celebrate the things that we have in common. Mm-hmm. And it and it's all through this, you know, all because you guys got up on stage one time, you know, and I, I want other moms to hear that. Like if, if you, you have a gift to give to the world and don't hold yourself back, just let go of the expectation. That's such good, good advice. Well, we recently did an interview with um, Wendy Eiler from Goodbye Crop Top, who is mm-hmm. amazing. And she just very clearly uh, said, and she actually learned it from a Peloton instructor. I love but it. She <laughs> said, um, every day, the base, if your baseline is bravery, then you, you, you're going to win, you know? And so, you know, it goes for any creative endeavor too. I actually, um, to get personal about it, I feel like I used to feel, because I've always been a performer, like, like someone sent me, um, that Melissa Gilbert book about, creativity. What is that called again? Do you guys remember? Anyway. And I started to, yeah, sorry. And I started (laughs) to read it and I was like, Oh, I don't need this book. I'm already brave, you know, but there's so many things that we don't know that we fear until you just finally face them. So when it comes to like putting yourself out there, especially when you have young kids and you don't really know, you don't really have an identity anymore. Like before you were a mom, which is something Tracy and I focus a lot on. Mm -hmm. Um, I love this this new term that Wendy taught, this new phrase that Wendy taught us about that um if your baseline is bravery just it just start start your day like that start your open up your computer if you're a writer and just be like okay here I go you know because you'll just regret it if you just only think about it you know yes yes it's so true and you know what it's funny because I am actually writing a novel and I go through this. I love, love, love writing. It's like something I've done. I've been an, a voracious reader since I was little. I wasn't that girl who was a cheerleader, a dancer. I, although I did want to be an actress, it just never was something I went after, mm-hmm. but I read, I read a lot and I've become a very good writer. And I will say right here, I'm a gifted writer, but I'm terrified of like putting it out there. So to hear you say that, just a reminder, like let go of the expectation. You enjoy the process, Nicole, like you like to write. Yeah. So just write. Um, it's just, and it's so encouraging to hear that, you know, you, you can find success, even if that success is just, you know, having a good time, having fun. Well, that's it. I mean, success could just be, um, personal fulfillment, you know, like you could, yeah, success huge. could be getting it off your chest and getting that story, that amazing story out of your head and onto paper. And even if it's your best friend and your partner that read it, you just never know. And I, you know, we're in a really weird time that's so digital and it's so noisy. And in one way it's so beautiful because everyone has this opportunity to express themselves 
in a way that in front of people that they would never have access to in the history of time. You would never have the potential to possibly befriend someone in New Zealand. And, you know, you just don't know who you're going to end up talking to. On the other hand, there's this pressure that all of a sudden you have to just like develop this brand and you have to have, you have to be on a social schedule. And and then if you don't get all these likes, yeah. then it doesn't mean then it, your, your stuff is not good. And like, none of that's freaking true, but we're, so we're in this weird, weird scale balance of like just doing what you do authentically and then battling like this sort of bizarre external digital expectation that I think clouds a lot of people right now. Yeah. And I think it's, it's not just people who are content creators. It's just regular moms who are like looking at the other mom who appears to be perfect and has all the pictures and all the likes, et cetera. And it is, it's something that we have to really have to navigate. So how are you guys doing that right now with, with the new podcast and, and needing the likes and the social schedule, et cetera. How are you navigating that? It's a great question. I mean, I think we're learning every single day. Um, even though we've been at this as long as we have, because truthfully, gosh, it's funny. Like we, we're not content creators. We have a, we had a live show, you know? So we were before content creators was even like a phrase. Like, I guess. We were content creators. Yeah, <laughs> we were. were. Yeah, I mean, it's... everyone's a content creator if you're creating something. You yeah, know? like I just mean like in the bucket in the bucket of digital media. So we're we're learning too. You know, who our audience was ten years ago versus who our audience is now. Who our podcast audience is versus our live show audience, and who we are as women at thirty three and thirty four versus forty four and forty five. You know, and um. It's different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so it, that's been a really big aha for us recently as we relaunched. So we launched our podcast um, a while ago. And then we decided to really mix it up and do a format that made us feel more creatively fulfilled. Um, and so we launched that, what, Trace, like five or six, six or seven episodes ago, mm-hmm. six, seven episodes ago. Um, and that has been like really fulfilling from the creative end, but having to translate that to what people who follow the Pump and Dump show think is like a whole other thing. And so it's we're learning every day. We're we talk to people, you know, we're trying to surround ourselves with people who um know more about you know, instead of pretending that we know everything after 10 years, like really right. trying to like <laughs> learn from other people who um have their finger on the pulse of all the changes in the algorithms. Um, cause it's complicated and, mm-hmm. and you can't do everything yourself. And I think that's something we learned years ago too, as yeah. we were like on our hands and knees in our dresses, you know, at a comedy club plugging in chords. Like at some point we had to hire someone to help us. And, um, it's, it's humbling to not, you know, to realize that you can't do everything, especially when you're a mom and you feel like, okay, I can do, well, <laughs> I it's do yeah. everything. But it's also like, um, we need to give ourselves permission, all of us, that we can't do everything. That if you are, if you're an athlete, you don't need to be doing stories all the time. And if you're a, if you're right. a, if yeah. you're a singer, you don't need to be making memes. And if you're a fashion blogger, you don't need to be like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think we, the lanes have gotten so wide. And I think there's, 
an opportunity to give ourselves permission to just stay in our lane. It's hard when you want to try to monetize it, as you know. But on the other hand, if you don't do what fills you up and if you try to spread yourself thin and you try to be everything, you try to listen to everyone and you do this, you do this, like none of that's going to be authentic and it sure as hell isn't going to be fun. And, and then it's not going to, it's not going to pay off anyway. So the challenge is just, just being yourself and doing what you want to do and and hoping that it pays the bills. I don't know. It's it's complicated because I think you're right. You can't, you just can't meet everyone's expectations, you know? And now let's take a quick break. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the I'm on podcast with new episodes every Monday. Yeah. And I think that's true across the board as women, as moms, we tend to put that pressure on ourselves, even without a comedy show or any kind of podcast. We're always trying to do everything. And I recently got caught up in this knowing better, right? Like, and this is another story I'm telling myself, you should know better. So I, you're right. I need to give myself permission to just, you know, be myself and admit that like I was trying to do everything for the last few months. And lo and behold, it doesn't work. Just like I've always told everyone it doesn't work. We, we have to, you know, we have to get help and accept help and, you know, just l- be collaborative. And give ourselves grace. I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we try to do everything and it, and it, it just, it never ends well. So it's interesting to hear that that's the same, like at, at all levels, whether you're running like this, you know, huge show, this, you know, this nationwide show that now has turned into this amazing podcast or you're just, you know, you're at home with your kids and, and you don't work outside the home, whatever it is, we all have the same struggle and we're all finding this, that the solution is the same. So. Tell us a little bit more about like what that was like, like what it's been like to have this really successful booming business and raise kids is I think there's also a fear with women, not just like, what if I don't make it, but what if I do make it? What if I do become a success and how am I going to, how am I going to harmonize all these things on my plate? It's, I mean, that's so interesting because I think the same thing about successful women who work in like corporate America, right? Even the ones who love their jobs, right? Like uh, one of my dearest friends is a director of marketing. You know, I look at her and say, how, 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 how are you doing this with such limited time to be home? Tracy and I knew from the beginning that both of us, um, because our husbands had the nine to five jobs, had to figure something out where there was going to be a sense of flexibility. Now, Mm -hmm. did we think we'd be like leaving town every week and how we'd make that work? No. But, um, you know, I think the grass is always greener too, right? You know, like I think some people looked at us and said, well, how are you doing this? And what kind of pressure is this on your husbands? And, 
your kids must miss you. The truth is our kids were really little at the time. And what my, what my t- nine and 10 year olds need from me now is very different than what they needed from me when they were two and three, you know? Oh, 100%. Um, they didn't even know I was gone <laughs> then. <laughs> you know, now it would be like guilt trips and like behavior issues. And, um, you know, there's different challenges, obviously, because at that age, it's much harder to leave also just, you know, mom guilt and all of the things. But, um, I'm not sure that I'm answering your question. <laughs> well, it's, I, I think it's physically harder, physically right? Harder. So I guess yeah. what we're saying is like, there, there's always, there's always going to be challenges and just, how do we like how do we put those aside or how do we overcome them so that we can still be the moms we want to be without like you were talking about before with the identity without foregoing who we are because yeah. we were all women with goals and dreams before we became moms and we don't have to lose all of those things we don't have to shove them aside and just lose ourselves in motherhood and forget who we were and forget about all those goals and dreams just because we have children and we're raising humans why can't we do both and so I think that is the the age old struggle that m- many women are dealing with right now when they're working or they have a goal and a, you know a big dream and they're trying to figure out like how do I do both and you guys did it so I just love to hear if you have any tips or tricks or what worked for you. Well, I think for me personally, like I was raised in a very like my mom never had a job, dinner was on the table every night at six thirty. I never mm-hmm. had to go to daycare. I was you know I was in that very American dream you know, um, very stable until they got divorced, (laughs) um, (laughs) like, uh, house. And a lot of that conditioning was deeply and still is deeply imprinted in me. Now, some of that's good. I knew from an early age that as a mom, I wanted, I knew I was always going to work, but I knew, like Shana said, I wanted to do something at home. I always wanted to be able to pick my kid up, up from school and, you know, do something in the middle of the day and go make cookies at school or whatever. You know, I I knew that that was important to me. So I've worked very hard from before I even was trying to get pregnant to craft a life that would encompass that. But when we really started getting busy and just successful, I really struggled with like um, maintaining what I thought I had to be as a mom and actually Mm -hmm. who I was as a mom. And I think right now, and, and COVID did a lot of that for us is, Yes. Each each mom, we all have our own way of structuring our family that works for our individual families. And we all we all know inherently like what's what works for our little bubble. And it is not necessarily and oftentimes never the same as what works for everyone else. And so if you can drop again the expectation, the programming, the judgment of like, well, I have to be like this or feeling guilty. Well, I'm the mom that's on a plane every week and I don't look like these other moms. It's because you're not those other moms. And you, right. we were able to create a life that worked for us and our families and our husbands understood it. And Shay and I understood it. And Shay and I understood it together. Like we each had things that were important for us that we had to meet in the middle in terms of scheduling or traveling. And, and then eventually our kids understood it. And that was another gift to be able to tell to show our kids, I'm here for you, but I'm also doing this thing. And it was a constant evolution. But for me, the when I released what I thought I had to look like, what I thought I had to be as a mom, as a, as a structure of a home, then it got a lot easier 
because I was only doing things that were working for the three of us, my daughter, my husband, and me. And which was very different than what worked for my family. Like we would prepare for our trips, like totally different. Like Tracy would have food prepared in the freezer so that our husband like never had to like worry about what they were having for dinner. And I was like, F you husband. (laughs) No, but you know, like we each had different, um, (laughs) different ways that you have to keep your, family together, you know, in those situations. And, and I got, so different and we for, got a lot of, I got a lot of crap for it from my mom. My mom was the one that was like, Oh, Evie misses you so much. And you know, Oh, <laughs> this must be so hard. And I'm like, I don't need that. I'm, I, you know, the truth is, is that we right. were gone a lot, but we were home a lot. We took summers off. We were home all through Christmas. Like we had the gift of if we knew that our kiddo had something going, we didn't do a show that week. You know, like we were, in so in many ways, much more flexible and around our children, but that was what worked for us. So again, it just comes back to like this idea that we have been told we have to check off these boxes. And I just don't think, I don't think moms do. I think you just have to listen to your heart and do what's right for your family. Yeah. I love that idea of dropping the comparison and I- we all know that when we play the comparison game, it's never going to end up good for us. Yet we we tend oh, to yeah. do it. It's it's almost it's almost like a, a knee jerk, and that's such simple advice. Like you 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 don't need to be like everybody else. It's okay if you're not like everybody else, as long as this is working for you. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone in your household just wants to be loved and seen. Like where they want to be feel seen and heard. And if and you're able to do that the way you're able to do it. Then, then that's all that matters. And I think we overcomplicate things a lot as as moms. And I just love how simple that is, that just let go of the expectation, let go of the comparison. And one thing we learned on stage was that then you also have to let go of your judgment, right? Like I know yes. moms that, you know, nobody in the house goes to sleep before midnight and, uh, you know, like things that, you know, and I'm we're all in bed by 8.30. And I, right. <laughs> I have to say, that's not bad parenting. That's what works for that family. And, and that's the challenge. And that's a lot of what we ended up, you know, focusing on and, and then realizing in the live show and on Band of Mothers is, especially on the podcast, what we're doing is looking at the same subject through a bunch of different lenses. And what you realize is that there's how many million, billion people are on this planet? There's billions of different perspectives on what this glass of water means. And so you got to respect it. I also think that it's important to realize that what we were doing that took so much energy and coordination and all of those things was something that we were really passionate about and love doing. Mm, right. So, you know, I, I would imagine it would be much, much harder to travel as much as we were or balance the family the way that we had to or take, you know, criticism from other family members or whatever the challenges were that we faced at that time if we weren't completely passionate about our jobs at the time, which I think is a large lesson there too. Absolutely. But just, I think the beauty in that is that you can create something that you love and you you can, even if it's time consuming, even if it's something that takes you away from your family for days or hours on end and still make something work for your family by being careful about who you listen to, right? Like don't, you don't need to hear the guilt stories from your mom or your mother-in-law or whoever it is. And just remembering that 
your your family is uniquely yours, and it's it's no it's nobody else's to to pass judgment on, and and to stop doing that yourself, right? By looking at other families and and judging yourself. Mm-hmm. And also say we made a ton of mistakes. You know, we said yes to a lot of things we shouldn't have. We felt the pressure of going, 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 and we didn't take care of ourselves. We did think we could do it all, <laughs> and then we got very sick a lot. And mm. our, we, we pushed our bodies to the brink physically just from lack of sleep and just the exhaustion and energy it takes to produce and perform a live show, to travel, do it all yourself. Um, and we, I think in many ways, like overextended ourselves in a lot of ways. And, and I think some of that was driven by fear. Like, well, if we don't do this show, then we'll never be invited back and it's all going to crumble. And Again, that comes with just under like standing in your power and understanding that nothing is that critical, rarely, where you can't say no, this doesn't work for me right now, but can we do it now? You know, and that was an evolving process too. So we definitely <laughs> learned a lot of lessons for sure. Yeah, I love that. But like admission, right? Of course, you're going to learn stuff along the way. That's how we grow. And th- you're going through that now with with something new and, and learning and growing. And I think that's something that a lot of moms struggle with is the the not creating boundaries and saying yes instead of no. And I've definitely recently found myself in that position too. And you're right. You're right. It's, it's totally fear-based. Hey there, Supermom. Do you ever wish someone would come out with a step-by-step system on how to keep your shiitake together? Yeah, so have we. So at Your Ideal Mom Life, we came up with one ourselves. It's called Mom with Confidence, the keep it together system specifically for super moms like us. And you can grab yours right now for $29 at youridealmomlife.com slash confidence. In two PDFs that you can download right now, you get a complete system that teaches you how to be better at balancing time with your kids and time for yourself, how to have more patience and less mom guilt, how to complete your to-do list each day, make time to exercise, create time to enjoy your family, and how to answer that dreaded question all moms hate, what's for dinner? This proven system will help you stay on track and get a handle on all the things. That means less mom guilt, more patience, and more joy. So if you've ever stood in front of the fridge minutes before you're supposed to feed your family dinner and berated yourself for not having groceries, if you're looking at other moms like, girl, how do you have it all together while I'm over here on the hot mess express? If you want to stop feeling spread thin and start getting time for yourself without the mom guilt, head on over to youridealmomlife.com slash confidence. And purchase yours today for just $29. So looking back, what do you wish you had done? Do you wish you had just been like flat out no? Or do you wish that you had been just a little more confident in creating those boundaries about what was going to work for you and what wasn't? And were you guys on the same page with that? We've always been on the same page, I think. Um it's everything's different in hindsight, you know, in there were certainly shows, you know, from a business perspective that probably weren't the best idea because the, just like the profit margin was too low and yet we were really strained at the time. But, you know, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle when you're producing a tour. Um, 
So it's, you know, that's hard to say. I just think that as we've grown up as women, as moms, as business owners, um, and then COVID destroyed a lot of it, you know, we've had to do a lot of soul searching um, of what's next. And I think only by looking back and saying, we could have done that differently or had we done it differently or what can we do differently moving on? Are we going to be able to, to grow? So, you know, that's, that's, there's a lot of things I think in every business where people make mistakes or, or choose things. I think Tracy has a great point about how we didn't take care of ourselves well enough. Mm. And that really only started to show up for us, I'd say in the last three years or so, kind of like the year before COVID um, and then really got us through <laughs> COVID where we finally just kind of resigned to um, really slowing down and and digging into what we love and what we don't love and what um, who we are and taking that time that I think we used to just as go, 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 go type A um, business women used to kind of, you know look not look down on but kind of judge from afar like well we just don't have the time to do that kind of stuff you know and then when we finally did we realized that we're better humans and we're better moms for it and if we had just really taken that time earlier who knows what what could have happened but that you know that's hard to that's hard to look right. back and it and usually say. happens the way it's supposed to but when you say yeah. you don't have time for those kinds of things what what kind of things do you mean like Reading, journaling, meditation, and we, you know, both of us have taken courses about, um, you know, shadow work and, you know, some of the woo woo stuff that I think, um, and not just woo woo stuff, I mean, simply therapy and more exercise and Mm. just, you know, the hashtag self care. We, we like to call it self preservation, not self-care because we we feel like self-care feels very digital. It feels very much like, oh, I'm getting a pedicure and I have to take a picture of it. But we we <laughs> think that um, self-preservation is a necessity. Like you will not be okay if you don't do these things to take care of yourself. <laughs> and that took us years to learn. Um, and so, you know, we've been much better about it and it's definitely helped us get through one of, you know, definitely something horrible that happened to most live entertainment businesses and mm-hmm. has inspired us to like i said you know really be present during all of this for our kids really understand what's next with a with a wider lens and um i think that that was just ignored for years as we just kind of got on this live show train and just went chugging so for the self-preservation piece, how are you managing that now? Are you being really intentional to where it's like scheduled in or do you find yourself like kind of just feeling it out? So if I just, if something feels yucky, we just kind of stop and take a break or are you a little more regimented about it? It's a great question. I think it's a hybrid. I think um, as individuals, we've each implemented sort of new practices that like resonate for us, you know, um, permission to explore new things, new, new schools of thought, like kind of offline. Like it doesn't all, like there was a time where all I read was business books. Right. And now (laughs) I read more 
spiritual books or I need, or I just read fiction, you know, or, or we just, or I just watch TV, you know? And so, um, I think giving ourselves permission to evolve as people and understanding that that might take some time, like that that's part of your daily activity. So, you know, I think it's also just as simple as, uh, a text in the morning where I'm like, yeah, I got to go meditate. I'll be back online at nine 30. And that's like completely understood between the two of us. So there's like that. And then I think we're both coming, I don't want to speak for Shay, but we're both kind of learning our own, um, baseline of just health. Like what, mm-hmm. what is important for us to keep us mentally and physically healthy on a daily basis and like just feeling good in our bodies and not necessarily, um, letting that fall by the wayside too much. Uh, And then in terms of our work, I think we've just implemented, even if it's just lighting sage before we do our podcast, you know, I think we've done things to kind of ground ourselves and just feel like we're getting back to like connection um, that have just sort of been added in over the years. I don't know if that answers all the questions. It does. I I think, you know what, I got to say, I needed to hear that, that you, you need to give yourself permission to evolve and not and not just like hang on to some some old things that maybe used to work that aren't working anymore. I think I've been finding lately that I haven't been doing a certain kind of self-preservation, but I'm but I'm realizing, well, I've been doing other things, but I've sort of been berating myself a little like, why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you getting up earlier? Why aren't you sitting down and doing like all the things on the list? And I it's it's just funny. Like I I needed to hear that. You you can give yourself permission to evolve and to change and and it, it doesn't have to be huge. It can be, it can be little things throughout the day. I think most moms, I think a lot, of, it's just like when you want to lose weight, you're like, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. And <laughs> we don't celebrate like, no, it's okay. You're losing like one pound every other day. Like it's, you know, you, you've got to pause and really reflect on that and give yourself permission. Yeah. And everything's like, Shay's really good at challenges, right? Like Shay's like 30 days and she will freaking commit. And she's like so inspiring and she can do but I had to learn that like that actually is very anxiety. <laughs> like it's not good for me to do those challenges. I put way too much pressure on myself. I get up in my head. I spiral. I over, I overdo it and it's like not healthy. And so even just learning how, again, that's the comparison thing. Like what works for Shana doesn't necessarily work for me and vice versa. Um, but you have to learn that and you have to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. So I finally had to say, like, I, I love the Peloton, but even just all those numbers on the screen, it's not good for me. It's not good for my cortisol. <laughs> yeah. It's not good for my self-esteem. Something mm-hmm. in my brain turns off and it, so I had to really take a step back from it and then find that balance of like how to integrate a really great bike ride with Cody without then getting off and then hating myself for an hour and a half, you know, and those are just things you have to let yourself learn. Um, because it's different for everyone. There's also something that came to mind, which was, um, it's so normal for our kids now that we've been integrating kind of our own time and space. I think for years, I just figured like, well, I had to just be there for them all the time. Right. Or that I wouldn't be able to have that bath or I wouldn't be able to go out to my shed and lay down for a half hour without someone disturbing me. And I remember being a kid... (laughs) I don't even know if I've ever told you this, Tracy. I remember being a kid over at a friend's house, like friends of the family, and they had visitors in from out of town. And somebody said that one of the visitors was upstairs meditating. And I, I was a kid and I thought it was like the weirdest thing I'd ever heard. And I still, I like never forgot it because I was like, ew, like what <laughs> is that? That's so creepy, you know? 
And now my kids understand that they can't come out here when I say, hey, I'm going to go meditate. I'll be back in at 7.30. And it's so normal to them. Yeah. Like they they yeah. don't question it. They have no... It's just a part of how mom takes care of herself. Or I go yeah. upstairs and I'm, this does not mean I'm not interrupted during baths because I definitely <laughs> am interrupted during baths. But there's a general understanding that it's not selfish. I don't have to feel guilty if I need 20 flipping minutes to, for myself. And it's just surprising to me how long it took me um, to speak for myself. But us. I, us, you know, <laughs> definitely us. Um, to do that kind of, you know, <laughs> and yet we still hate the hashtag self-care. <laughs> um, self-preservation. Because, gosh, I mean, we, we didn't... I mean, we weren't terrible, Chase. We, would, we, we worked out on the road. Like, I do yoga from the hotel rooms. And those carpets were like disgusto. Yeah. Um, we'd always say, oh my God, if we could just get off this plane and do a sauna and sweat out all the plane germs, it'd be amazing. Right. Um, you know, we've always been aware of our like mind-body connection, but really like slowing down and um, integrating it into our family's lives so they understand so that it's not weird if mom says, I need five minutes, guys, and you put in headphones and you listen to some, you know, Himalayan bowls. Like, <laughs> right. like do what you have to do, but don't think that it's something you don't, you can't do because you can't, they'll get it. Yeah. It's so true. They totally get it. I actually recently had a podcast um, guest on and she calls it leisure time equality. Everyone in the household should have equal right to have some leisure time. And Hmm. when you start instilling it with your kids, and I think COVID definitely helped us with that, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, a blessing that came out of COVID. It does become normal for them. Same thing with my kids. When my doors close and lock, they're like, Oh, mom's meditating. Like it's, it's normal. And I think we just Which have is not to... disturbing at all to hear that right outside the door. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I do transcendental meditation, so it's okay, okay for me to. <laughs> You're like, to hear I'm not noise, here. But... They're good. <laughs> yeah, but I I feel like now I feel like I'm teaching them something, and mm-hmm. hopefully that's something that they will model and be a little less anxious and uptight and type A I than I've been my entire life, and mm-hmm. and start enjoying things a little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they you know we know for a fact, our kids learn by our example. And so even if we don't have the enlightened hippie children that, you know, whatever, like they're going to know at some point, like they're going to remember how we took care of ourselves, how we grounded ourselves, how, how we've um, tackled heavy times, you know, through self-care and that'll, that'll come in handy at some point in their own lives, I think. Like all the wonderful examples I had from my parents. <laughs> well, right. I mean, that's that's exactly it. I didn't. My mom didn't ever feel like she had a permission to take care of herself. And yeah. So that I know that was like loud and clear when I had a baby, and that was something again I had to like drop off and then stop feeling guilty about, like that I'm not like my mom. Um, mm-hmm. And There's a, that's like a show unto itself. I know, right. <laughs> I think we all have that. It's a new podcast. Right. Yeah. 100%. Everyone's laughing at home because we all have that mm-hmm. that one story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited for what you guys are doing with the Band of Mothers podcast. I took a little listen there and it's hilarious. And it's Thank just, uh, there's some like singing in there. It's, it's like really cool. I I think everyone needs to check. It's totally different than anything you would hear on a normal podcast. It's like you said, it's like a variety show. It's really cool. I think it's 
so great that you guys are going after it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for your listeners, um, we're we're just realizing that possibly variety show doesn't make a lot of sense to people. So <laughs> just explain. Um, so uh, every month we do a live show here in Denver um, about a theme that then we do multiple episodes of. So it's almost like like mini series. So our first series was Well That Happened and it incorporates a lot of kind of like incredible stories about either birth or just messed up things your kids have done, etc. And that was the, the first theme that we did. The second theme we're in the middle of right now and it's called Mommy Image, mm-hmm. all about kind of how we feel about ourselves physically. Um, and then the next series that's coming up is Identity. So we do between four or six um, episodes based on the particular themes, but then we're able to integrate what we do in those live shows that are based on the themes into our podcast. So you'll get snippets of interviews. Um, you'll get songs that we perform because the, yeah. the Pump and Dump show was full of a lot of music. There's a lot of surveys. There's a lot of segments and games. And um, one of the very coolest things that we're really digging right now is having moms call into what we call the bomb hotline. So depending on the subject of an upcoming episode we ask moms to leave messages and then we put them into the show. So for example, we have an upcoming episode about aging and and are you going gray? Did you dye your hair gray? Did you let it grow out? And so we're getting all these incredible messages from moms telling their stories and we love to incorporate those into every single episode. So it is variety because it's not... Um, it, there there are interviews and then there's conversations between Tracy and I and then there's messages and then there's um, snippets from the live shows. It's really great. It's very well done. Thank you. And I think it's it's also really inspiring for other moms who, like I said, just have a goal and a dream and, and just love to watch strong women crushing it. You guys are walking the walk. It's really awesome to have you. Oh, that means so a lot. That. We don't thank often you. feel like we are. Um, so thank you for that. <laughs> I will receive that and say thank you. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Receive that. And then also just so we'll give you a little secret um, fun thing that's happening later today. We have an upcoming <laughs> episode about, um, about uh, extreme wellness things like people do to like that aren't quite normal. And so Tracy and I are getting a vag steam later today. Okay. To, together in the same room. It's a Yoni steam. <laughs> Let's give it the reverence it needs. Oh, I'm and it's sorry. just audio, no video. I really didn't know it was called of course it's not video. <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> it wasn't called it a vag steam. It's called a Yoni steam? I just realized it. Is it? I mean of course it's oh, we you knew did? that okay. it was a Yoni steam. We just think vag steam's better. <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to still call it a vag team. Sure. But so, so we're going to have our headsets and we're going to ask, you know, why am I doing this? Why, what is happening right now? And um, don't worry, it won't be an entire episode of just listening to us get a vag team. But these are the things that we are liking to explore because we're women as well as moms. And that's yes. been the whole podcast theme, which is we are, you know, looking at life through the lens of being moms. I love that. And I want to, I, when is that airing? <laughs> uh, next Tuesday. Yeah. All right. November 16th. You heard it here yeah. first. Yeah, I don't know when this is airing, but it, it'll be in It's oh, in right. the Mommy Image series. So you'll okay. be able to find yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're definitely tuning in for that. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. Well, oh, just you wait. Can't wait to hear not, about it. That's yes. not the only extreme wellness procedure we're, we're going to go uh, experience together. So just uh, tune in. This is, you know, be, this is what the world means right now. <laughs> so we're going to give it to you. <laughs> you know what, though? 
It's it, we do. We do need it. We need to just laugh until our face hurts. We do. Yeah. We need that. So thank you for bringing that no to the world. And Honestly, maybe we all we need appreciate to, that. Steams. I'm open. Like let's. Maybe it's amazing. You're literally I'm sure you will open. tell us all about <laughs> it and where we can find one. Yeah, I've had a hysterectomy. Uh, I don't even know what I'm steaming. There's nothing up in there, but we'll we'll give it a shot. It's just like a, a like a dark <laughs> cave. I'm just cleaning up the bowl. <laughs> Well, and I can't wait to read your novel. Yeah. So keep oh, it up. Thank yep. you. Thank I you. Am so it was it's it was like a light went off when you gave yourself that compliment, you know, when you said, I am a strong writer. Hell yeah, you are. Oh, and I let's, am. let's see it. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm gonna enjoy the process. That's yes. Just put part. it out there. And who cares? who cares? Put it out there. Who cares? Just let her rip. Right. <laughs> That's how I'm going to start our Yoni Steam. <laughs> Let her rip. <laughs> well, I have absolutely loved having this conversation with you ladies. It was so great to have you on here and for just you to share your perspective, your experience, the things you've learned and everything you're still doing. Just awesome to see and really appreciate you today. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. you. It's so great to meet you and good job. Keep it all up. This is an amazing podcast mm-hmm. and we're very, very honored to be part of it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that wraps up my conversation with Shana and Tracy from the Pump and Dump Show and Band of Mothers podcast. I know you took a ton from it, if not the least of which was stop comparing yourself, lose the expectation, and just be who you are. We'll see you next time on the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.